Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. Revelation 19, 1 through 10. And after these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belongs to the Lord, for true and righteous are his judgments, because he has great, hallelujah, he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged her, the blood of his servant shed by her. Again, they said, hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever, and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you servants who fear both him great and small. And I heard the voice of a great multitude in that moment that said, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the supper of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in the fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet, and I began to worship. But he said to me, See, that you don't do that. I am your fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold the testimony of Jesus. And then he said in verse 10, Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And here's where I wanted to be, Revelations 19, 1 through 10, the most powerful prophetic expression is your personal testimony. Today is Testimony Tuesday. Testimony and prophecy have always been important pieces in our personal walk with God. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I want to flesh this out. The testimony is the study of what God has done in history. History is ultimately his story unfolded every year since the foundation of the world. So what I would like to do for you today is to tie the testimony to the gift of prophecy concerning the life of a spirit-filled believer. Therefore, my question for you to consider is this. What if your testimony could be a prophetic expression for the Holy Spirit to bring catalytic change in the life of your listeners? What if your testimony 
could bring catalytic change in the life of those who hear. So first, we have to fully understand this reality. We have to know two things. What is a testimony personally? And what is a testimony biblically? Personally, what is a testimony? A testimony is the written or spoken record of anything that God has done in the life of his people. So the first thing I want you to see is this. A testimony is something that God has done. When people hear the word testimony, they automatically associate it with a story about someone who has met Christ or someone who has experienced a miracle of Christ. And this is true. But we have to remember, we are never the main characters in our story. God is. This is the first order of theology. There is a God, but I'm not him. Meaning, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Is anybody with me? And this brings me to my second point. If the testimony is all about Jesus and what he has done in our life, then we have a story to tell. If you have had a divine encounter with the risen Christ, you have a powerful testimony. Why? Because he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. If you met Jesus, you have a message. I'll never forget whenever Casey and I first started traveling together, we were dating, and she would go to service with me, and I would share my testimony. And after a few times on the way home one night, she said, Chance, you have such a powerful story. I wish I had a story like yours. And after thinking for one minute, I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have the best testimony. See, my story is I used to drink and do drugs, and and I went to the depths of sin. But Casey's testimony is this. She gave her life to Jesus at a young age, and she has served him faithfully all of these years. She's never done drugs. She's, She's never drank any alcohol. You see... She was faithful to the call of Christ as a child. So this is the best story. You know, I used to, but now I don't anymore. But Casey, yes, she, she's made mistakes, but she didn't go to the depths of sin like me. She has a powerful testimony. So no matter where you've been and what you've done, if you've given your life to God, you have a story to tell why am I telling you this? Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Which brings me through my third point. You need to share your story. You do. Acts 1 8 says, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, I like to say some area into the uttermost parts of the world. But the word witness implies someone who has seen or heard. Can I get a witness? Our testimony can cause a change in the atmosphere which makes room for a supernatural release. When somebody stands up and says, God set me free. The doctor sent me home. I was dying of cancer. And I didn't receive the doctor's report, but I broke out my Bible and I began to read that by his stripes 
I have been healed. And suddenly something changed. And I went back to the doctor, and now I'm cancer free. I'm telling you, when you hear that testimony of Jesus, it becomes the spirit of prophecy. And it changes the atmosphere, what makes room for a supernatural release. Hallelujah. The atmosphere becomes pregnant with the expectation for a miracle of the same kind. You've heard testimonies like this before. Whenever you hear these words, faith begins to rise in the room. Hallelujah. I love worship. I love the word. I love to serve, preach, teach. But my all-time favorite is to hear something fresh that God has done in the life of somebody in the church. It stirs my soul. It makes me cry. It reminds me that God is not dead, but He is very much alive. Friend, your most powerful ministry tool in your evangelistic toolbox is your personal testimony. Your misery can become your ministry. You have to share your story. This is funny. Just a few weeks ago, a young man showed up at my office and he said, years ago, my grandma gave me a CD of your story. And what makes it funny is he, he, he was listening to a CD. He put it in and he pressed play and he listened to my testimony. And my testimony related to his life. And do you know what he did? He gave his life to Jesus by his bedside. My life reminded me of his life. And because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, it released that miracle in his room. And it saved him, and now he's in the process of getting set free. And that made me so happy because I recorded my testimony a long time ago. And we used to give them out in church services and, and to anybody who wanted to listen. And, and, those, and that, that story is still circulating in society. It's crazy. My spiritual father, I worked with him. He was an evangelist, and I traveled with him for two and a half years. And almost every church service, he would share his story. And after a while... I have to be honest, I would say in my mind, here we go again. I'm listening to the same old story. But listen, the gospel is not called old news. It's the good news. Amen? It's not old history. Why? Because when you share the gospel, it happens all over again. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ remains the same. It's fresh. It's new. Why? Because a lot of people have never heard it before. So it's not old news. Are you with me? And your testimony, there are people out there today, they've never heard your testimony. For my spiritual father, he would share his story, and we would see souls saved at every service. Why? Because he was reopening the wombs in his heart. And the healing virtue would begin to flow. 
and we would see supernatural things come to pass. And my friend, your testimony is your greatest weapon. Why? Because it connects you to the people around you. How so? Because when we are vulnerable and we share these stories and we're brutally honest, we find out that we're all normal and we all face the same struggle. So can you hear the Holy Spirit? He's saying right now, it's time for you to share your story, your struggles, your successes. Revelation 12, 11 says, We overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We've got to share our story. We've got to pass on these miracles to the next generation. Otherwise, how can they know who we are and where have we come from? So secondly, let's briefly look at what the Bible says about the testimony. The first time the word testimony is used is in Exodus 16.34. The Lord was providing for His children during a wilderness experience by way of manna. Every morning they would wake up, they would open the front door, and there was a supernatural substance on the ground. It was manna. It means, what is it? Sometimes when the Lord provides for you, there's no earthly way to describe it. So God said, take the manna. Okay, I don't want you to forget this miracle. Take the manna and put it in a box. But the Bible doesn't refer to the box Okay, as something ordinary, he called it the testimony. Okay, it was the God box. Exodus 25, 16, God said, Everything I give you put in the ark of the testimony, otherwise known as the ark of the covenant. And later God told Aaron to put the tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments, and then later Aaron's budded staff. All three things. The manna, the tablets, and the budded staff. Put them in the ark of the testimony. I wonder why he called it the testimony. The ark was the first piece of furniture that was referenced in God's house. The tabernacle. The ark was the holiest and most important piece of furniture, okay, if you will, in the room. Because this was the place where the manifest presence of God would rest. Meaning the presence of God will manifest Himself whenever somebody shares the testimony. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? God always confirms the word of our testimony. Unless it's a testimony. Is anybody with me? When you share the truth, the truth will set others free. Because God's acts reveals his ways, and His ways reveal His nature, and His nature reveals His heart. Let me say it this way. Experiencing God through what He has done in the past correctly positions us to experience what He is doing in the present. This is His heart. We have to remember what God has done in the past. Put it in the God box. This is your testimony. You know, it was the manna. What is this? 
There are some things that will happen in your life that, that, that's hard to explain. And some people won't understand. They'll think you're crazy. You know, I don't know if I believe this, but you know in the heart of hearts that it was a miracle God manifested His presence in your midst. The Ten Commandments, the breaking of the law, there are some bad times in your life. You store that in the box. Aaron's budded staff, when God takes something that is dead and He brings it back to life. He brings your life from the guttermost to the uttermost. He, 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 he takes you from the prison to the palace. He takes the, the mess and gives you a message. He takes your misery and He gives you a ministry. Amen. He takes the, the test and He gives you a testimony. He puts these things in the box. We have to remember where we came from and what God has done in our past. This is why the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 12, is the most quoted and read passage of Scripture in Jewish history. This is, this is the pinnacle. This passage, Deuteronomy 6, is called the Shema. And Shema means to hear. It's quoted, it's memorized. Is prayed every day. It's the, the pinnacle of spiritual experience for the Jew because God wants you and I to never forget where we came from and what He has done. One pastor said our God is an adverse God. Every time God reveals Himself in a different way, he adds a verse to our spiritual understanding. When He saved me, He became my Savior. When He healed me, I understood what it meant when He said, By His stripes I have been healed. He added a verse. When He delivered me, He became my deliverer. When He provided for me, He became Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When He gave me direction, He became my shepherd. When He comforted me, He became to me personally Jehovah Shammah, the God who is always there. Are you with me today? He keeps adding Scripture to my spiritual understanding, which gives me more testimony to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Come on. Scripture prophesies our potential, and the potential is the part that we pursue with our whole heart we want to see God do what he said he wanted to do and many times sadly we're not willing to sacrifice our will for his way that's why we got to remember the ancient stories they pave the way for you and I as we keep moving forward by faith we've got to share these stories, Shema, He's an adverse God. We've got to spiritually provoke one another to keep moving forward in good works. The Apostle Paul said, if you can do it, right, then I can do it too. There's something on the inside of us that desires to keep contending for these miracles because we know if God did it one time, He will do it again. 
So in this season, I really feel like we need to press pause and begin to pray and ask God to show us how much He has done. We need a fresh revelation. We need to see with new eyes of faith, God, wow, when I was four years old, He saved me. I was drowning. He literally saved me from death. That was the beginning. I'm telling you, He saved me from so much. And we've got to remember, this is the bedrock of our faith, the chief cornerstone, if you will. What has God done for you? This is a reoccurring theme in the New Testament and the Old Testament. The people in the book of Acts, they would gather and pray. They would go out and perform miracles by the hand of the Holy Spirit. They would experience persecution, which drove them back to the place of prayer. They would testify, wow, what did you see today? What happened this week? And they would share testimony would drive them, the persecution would drive them back to the place of prayer. And then faith would arise. And then they would go back out and they would do it all over again despite the pain of present persecution. Why would you keep doing something over and over again if it was bringing you pain personally? Because what you were doing was bringing about the result that you desired in your heart. And in this case, the desire was to see lives changed. It outweighed the pain. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, there's nothing that I have experienced in my life that brings me more joy than to see people's lives changed, to see people set free by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, preaching is not my job. Preaching is my joy. And that's why my heart burns within me to share this message with the world and to see miracles fall like raindrops in their life. So today I want to submit to you that without the testimony we would be without an army. My testimony has brought about the salvation of so many people. And listen, it's like a domino effect. Every day, more and more people are getting saved and they're getting set free. Psalm 119, 111 says, I have inherited your testimonies forever for they are are the joy of my heart. The testimonies of the Lord are our inheritance. It's our inheritance. Twelve men joined a reality show with God, and they got to walk and talk with Jesus and see these miracles firsthand. They were witnesses that what Jesus said would actually become true. And I'm telling you today, what God did way back when, He wants to do right now for me and you. These men bore a testimony, and 12 men turned 
the world upside down because they saw something supernatural. And they shared it. And it spread like wildfire. This is the role of remembering. We've got to remember. We've got to remember. We've got to put these stories back together. And we have to publicly share them. And I believe when we do, God will pour out His Spirit like never before. The most powerful piece of the testimony is God. He's the centerpiece of all creation. So stand up and say, this is what the Lord has done for me. This is Testimony Tuesday. I'm telling you, the most powerful expression is your personal testimony. The most powerful prophetic expression is your personal testimony. And you have a story to tell. So tell it. What are you waiting on? Share your faith today. Three things. I want to challenge you. Share your faith today. Take your prayer life to the next level and multiply your ministry. Direct. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.